Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. We want to make sure that we are stretching the field vertically and we weren't able to get to that as much. Um, and we, we kind of knew going into it, it was going to be one of those types of games. So, um, you know, that, that's just one of those deals where we, we want to moving forward, try to do everything we can to, to keep defenses honest going downfield, but nothing to do with Andy as much as it was more the scheme. Use Justin a little more. I mean, using him obviously, you're sprinkling him in there, but maybe use him a little more for those. Kinds I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, I think uh, he, I think he did a good job when he was in there. Well, there's Bears head coach Matt Nagy uh, a day after the 34-14 blowout loss of the Rams on Sunday Night Football. Alyssa, he delivered that last part with a wry smile. If you're watching the presser, seems to be enjoying himself, teasing us with that little taste of Justin Fields in that game, right? Remaining coy about what we're going to see here in Week Two. So, uh, I'm glad he's enjoying it, right? That sneaky Matt Nagy just messing with us, holding his cards close to the vest it's kind of annoying no definitely it's like he gave us just enough of justin fields to really anger us because why are we not getting more right because you saw i know fields is he didn't like light light up the world in five snaps but you saw especially on two of those plays especially the run the touchdown run what he can bring to the offense that andy dalton can it looked different you even saw how his teammates reacted when he scored that touchdown and that you can't, that's hard to not notice. And there's only so long you can continue to ride with Dalton before it starts, you know, really putting a rift in the locker room. So, I mean, the game itself, just very, very frustrating overall, obviously. But getting to see Justin Fields, you know, that made it a little bit easier because we know what's coming. Five snaps, right? Five snaps for Justin Fields, which was a pleasant surprise because we didn't know what we were going to get. So the fact that, you know, it came out a little bit before the game that they had a small package of plays, quote unquote, for Fields. He gets five snaps. He's two for two. Like you said, he rushes for the touchdown. They had one stupid reverse flippity flop thing to Marquise Goodwin, which was a waste of a rep. I didn't like that. Uh, But, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell the strategy is. It just seems like the head coach is trying to please everyone, Alyssa. This is annoying to me. Like, he's trying to please Andy Dalton by making him the starter, but he's also trying to appease the fan base by getting Justin Fields in there. And oh, by the way, Justin Fields looks like he's he's just ready to roll. Like he gets in there and he takes advantage of whatever limited opportunities he gets, right? I mean, it looked fine when he was in there. And he's talking about these explosive plays on Monday morning and the day after presser. And they didn't even try to go with explosive plays. He was talking about Aaron Donald, right? When he was talking about, you know, it's not Andy's fault. It was more of a scheme thing on why they didn't throw the ball down the field. I mean, they didn't even try, right? You had this great stat on Bears Wire where Andy Dalton didn't even attempt a pass more than 16 yards down the field. Never mind completing a pass because he averaged 5.4 yards per completion. They didn't even try to throw it down the field, not to Allen Robinson, not to Darnell Mooney, not because it was preconceived because Matt Nagy's back calling the plays, Alyssa, and he knew Aaron Donald would be a problem, and he just came into this game knowing we're not going to try to throw it down the field. We're not even going to try to get explosive plays. We're going to try to go after the catch against one of the fastest defenses in the league, right? Try to block Jalen Ramsey on some of these short passes. That game plan was dead from the beginning. So uh, it's frustrating. A 20-point loss, and you go in, and you got to look at the head coach and be like, what is? what are we doing here? Yeah, you could tell by looking at their game plan what the expectation was, and that was for the defense 
to hold its own against the Rams because when you look at what the Bears offense was able to do, like they were able to, you know, kind of get the get keep the ball moving, keep the chains moving, you know, run the clock out. Like one of their possessions was almost 10 minutes long. They had a nice balanced attack and it really helped with David Montgomery and his 108 yard game where at one point it looked like Matt Nagy wanted to go away from the I think it was after Montgomery had like 57 yards on three carries. <laughs> yeah, he was done with the, it at that point. The next series, yeah, the, the next series, they didn't go to him once. All right, we got, our, like, oh, we got our rushing yards, right? We got it in the box. We got our rushing yards. So it's like, uh, hello, Montgomery is the one thing working for you on offense. You're afraid to throw the ball down the field. You know, I've, I think five of his 38 attempts were only 10 yards or longer. So you just kind of look at like what it, it felt like they were very, they didn't trust Dalton, which doesn't make sense if you're choosing to go with the veteran who, you're, who you supposedly trust over your rookie who has shown that he can stretch the field and complete those downfield passes. But again, it goes back to what you were saying. I think he was scared, quote unquote, right, of Aaron Donald and all that. But, Definitely. you know, the offensive line, for the most part, I mean, they, they did a good job up until the end. Uh, Donald didn't have any sacks until, like, the last few minutes. But, again, that was Dalton. One of the great things that he did was he's getting rid of that ball quick, right, and that kind of kept them on their toes. It kind of alleviated some of that pressure off the offensive line. So, I mean, Dalton, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I mean, aside from that interception in the end zone, which was just – terrible and it could not have happened at a worse moment when you bring fields in for his first play completes a nine yard pass that's him up there on the six yard line then there's a penalty and then dalton throws an interception and you're just like really yeah great call coach yeah you you kind of you kind of wonder like no you're not no wonder you know you're like uh if you left fields out there that would have been a touchdown that kind of keeps the game a little closer you know, it, it was really frustrating kind of watching the game plan. I think we'll see a little different this week. Whether Dalton can execute is something else entirely. But the good news is that they won't be facing this Rams defense, which was the best in the league last year. So we have to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, so the Bengals are not the Rams, right? And we'll talk about that yeah. matchup here. But you look at, I mean, if Justin Fields is good enough to come right in the game as soon as you get into the red zone after Montgomery hit that big run early on, it's like he's good enough to come in in the red zone against Aaron Donald in the Rams defense at Jalen Ramsey. But he's not good enough to get the majority. He's only good for, for five snaps. Right? It just doesn't make sense. I'm just, I don't understand the strategy. And I just think coming into this game, it was scripted. Right? You had weeks and weeks and weeks to prepare for this team. And it was scripted. They knew that they were going to go, like you said, quick passes with Andy Dalton. He did do a good job getting the ball out. But you, know, you look at Allen Robinson. He barely even ran a route beyond 10 yards. Right? He had six catches for 35 yards on 11 targets. And it's just like... No, you gotta you gotta give Allen Robinson a chance to make some plays, and we talked about Ramsey being on him, and, and Ramsey wasn't even on him the whole game. You were telling me, right? They, Ramsey wasn't. It wasn't like he was glued to Robinson, following him around. He just didn't give anyone a chance to make plays, and and you know I was watching around, you know, watching Red Zone Channel, watching some of the other games earlier on Sunday. Alyssa, I'm watching that Browns Chiefs game where the Chiefs are making their comeback, and you watch Patrick Mahomes just kind of running around, buying time, extending plays. And just chucking the ball up to Tyreek Hill. Like, he, you look down the field, Tyreek Hill's looking at you, the defender's back's turned, he just chucks it up. And by the time the defender turns around, Tyreek has already adjusted, has the ball, and runs into the end zone. And the Bears could have had that kind of play with Justin Fields running around, getting outside the pocket, extending plays, making plays on his with his legs. You know, Matt Nagy's talking about explosive plays, explosive plays, explosive plays. You, you, your only chance of getting an explosive play on offense with that game plan was David Montgomery running the football, right? So uh, it's just so frustrating, and I don't understand the plan. And we got the leash watch with Dalton. We're waiting for that leash to shrink to uh, oblivion. So Justin Fields starts. We don't know what the – is Fields now going to get 10 snaps against the Bengals, Alyssa, and then 15 in week three? What are we doing, right? So 
it's just maddening. It's just, it's just, I, I don't know what to say it, but the, the game plan with the quarterbacks, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm leaving you with anything to go off there. I'm just ranting, but it makes no sense. No, exactly. Like kind of going back to the explosive plays, looking at the bears and what they did, they had two plays longer than 14 yards yesterday uh, on Sunday. Yeah. The Rams had 10. Yeah. There's your game right there. It, it, it's really frustrating. And again, to kind of go back to what you were saying about Justin Fields, you know, we've heard, oh, the plan, the plan, the plan, right? We want, he, he want, Nagy wants to follow the, the Patrick Mahomes plan. But I don't remember Mahomes getting in there as a rookie like that and kind of use having special packages. You had Alex, you had Alex Smith, someone that you trust, right? You're not going to need to bring Mahomes in to kind of bring you some juice because otherwise Mahomes would have brought in, would have been brought in a lot earlier and probably would have been starting. I mean, there's no way, if you look at back what the Chiefs were doing in 2017, like, Alex Smith was an MVP candidate at one point, so there was no need to bring Mahomes in. He wasn't struggling. The offense was moving the ball. They were one of the top offenses in the league. But now you look at the Bears, who they managed just 14 points. Could have been 21. Like, there were opportunities to be had on the Rams' defense, even though they were one of the the best last year. And you kind of look at what Justin Fields, and it's just – it's. I know this season isn't about contending. It's about Fields' development. But it's hard to kind of look back at that game and not wonder what could the Bears have done could they have pulled off the upset if Fields had started the entire time? Yeah, but unfortunately, we're left with the coach just kind of giving us crap, right? He's smiling in his presser, giving us a taste, giving, teasing us with Justin Fields, and then we got to see, we got to watch him the McDonald's commercial, Alyssa, right? That this thing, oh. he's just the coach is just laughing in our face. Like this is just, it's the Coach Matt Nagy show with the McDonald's commercial that was ridiculous this weekend, but also hilarious. Yeah, that, that had total, like, late Mike Zipka vibes in Chicago, like, <laughs> completely. It was just, I, it, it could not have happened at a worse time. Kind of like, I know we're going to probably touch on the defense in, in a minute here, but yeah. that clip of Eddie Jackson being like, oh, anyone can tackle, everyone can tackle, millions of people can tackle, what sets you apart? And Eddie Jackson just could not tackle. And that clip, of course, came back up the day after the game, or actually in the middle of the game. So, like, the when that McDonald's ad came out, which, I mean, okay, I see what they're trying to do there, but it could not have happened at a worse moment. Now, and if you haven't seen the reaction, go on Bears Wire, go on Twitter. Go on, social media was invented for the reaction to that exact commercial, the McDonald's commercial with Matt Nagy. So, too many uh, jokes. Yeah, too many it was jokes. so good. And yes, there was two big areas of concern coming into this game. Alyssa and I are going to check in on those two areas beyond the quarterback, if you can believe it. There's two other areas of concern with this team. We're going to check in on that. But first, Corey Bonini of TheHuddle.com with his Fantasy Plays of the Week. We'll be right back. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Welcome to week number two of the fantasy football season. Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about strong plays to get your season rolling right along. Quarterback Joe Burrow at the Chicago Bears. Some people might be immediately turned off by the name the Chicago Bears with the association of a once strong, proud defense. Forget about that. Last week, Los Angeles Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford obliterated this defense and showed the blueprint of how to take advantage of the young cornerbacks who are actually a liability, especially against play-action passing. Take note, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor is a Sean McVay disciple, so you can be sure that he was watching how this one unfolded. Green Bay Packers running back A.J. Dillon versus the Detroit Lions. The Packers returned to Lambeau Field after getting smacked in the mouth by the New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville. While he saw only five touches in the blowout loss, Dillon generated 26 yards of offense. 
Detroit has been one of the worst defenses of running backs in some time. We saw that play out last week with San Francisco backups taking full advantage of the situation. Look for an angry Packers offense to get up big, which could mean a lot of Dylan running out the clock late in the game. Denver Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick at the Jacksonville Jaguars should be an interesting matchup for gamers to take a chance on. Wide receiver Jerry Judy has a high ankle sprain and he has been placed on short-term IR. Patrick caught all four of his targets last week for 39 yards and a touchdown. While I'm a little skeptical that he may have some competition for touches given the area of the field he tends to operate within. Owners looking for a PPR flex, especially anyone who lost Judy, should give Patrick a look. Los Angeles Chargers tight end Jared Cook versus the Dallas Cowboys. While Cook has no Gronk, he still has a pretty good matchup ahead. Dallas made some changes at linebacker in the offseason, and sure, they've gotten faster, but it looks like they're still not completely on the same page. Additionally, Los Angeles has the weapons to spread out this defense, which could leave Cook with a lot of room to operate in the middle of the field. He also benefits if running back Austin Eckler once again isn't involved in the passing game. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please go check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522. 4700 in Colorado. All right, Alyssa, we've been hitting on two major areas, two holes on this roster that we could see coming outside of the quarterback thing with Andy Dalton. Um, number one being the offensive line. Now, they bring in the old wily veteran Jason Peters at left tackle, but he didn't last long, right? He goes out of this game with an injury. We got Elijah Wilkinson as our new left tackle. I think I, I read somewhere. Uh, some articles saying that the Bears are down to plan D at left tackle with Tevin Jenkins still on the IR. So uh, uh, where are we at with the offensive line? How are you feeling about that unit going into week two? Uh, there's not a lot of confidence uh, with this offensive line. I mean, they they held up pretty decently against the Rams front, especially Aaron Donald containing him for as long as they did. Uh, but the tackle spot, it's just snake bitten them since training camp. It's like, you know, you know when it's one of those years when you're going to have injuries, kind of like with the 49ers last year and all that. So, sure. I mean, you lose not one tackle, but you lose two. Both of your left tackles in the game, and you have to go to your backup right tackle. Because after losing Peters, and then Boren came in for a few snaps, and then he was hurt, and then they had to go back to Elijah Wilkinson, who he was kind of – he was pancakes when he was there in there at left tackle in the preseason. Like, it, it, was, it was rough. Uh, so, <laughs> he went back to the right side where he's more comfortable. But – I mean, the offensive line just, it's, it's, you can't help but, you know, be a little worried. And again, that probably goes back to Matt Nagy being scared to put fields in there, but bringing someone like him in is going to help that a little bit because at least he can escape that. Uh, but my, my, my panic level is pretty high. I mean, at the time we're recording this, uh, we don't know any injury. The first injury, of course, haven't come out. So, I mean, we'll see. I kind of expected – I don't know if I expected an injury with Peters, but I expected something to happen because, I mean, he was fishing a month ago, right? Yep. And he's coming back. He's 39 years old. He had to get back into conditioning shape. So, I, I thought he'd be rotated in with with Warren a little bit. I didn't expect an injury, but that's not really that surprising if you can, when you consider things. But – Overall, a lot of concern on the offensive line right now. Yeah, we'll see how big the uh, the Justin Fields package is with this offensive line getting patched together here for, for the next few weeks. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Another interesting little development with this team is, you know, pregame I'm watching Duke Shelley, a healthy scratch. So I'm like, all right. I, I thought Duke Shelley had a great ch- chance to be that 
slot corner, that number three corner. So who's who's going to be Marquis Christian? So I'm trying to keep an eye on Christian. Oh man, he had a he. It was a disaster. I mean, he was trying to cover Cooper Cup, who's one of the best in the game, right? Five catches on six targets, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, not good. And there was a couple of plays where he was exposed on the highlights. You know, we're watching. You can just watch. You don't need the all 22 to see Marky Christian getting smoked out there, Alyssa. That was uh, not a good time for him. And maybe we'll see some more Duke Shelley here uh, against Cincinnati. What do you think about Marky Christian? And why do you think Shelley was a healthy scratch? I thought that was a little bit surprising. Yeah, that, that, that was a little surprising to me um, that they, he would be inactive. Uh, I thought I thought that Marquis Christian would be the guy that was going uh, at, at, in the slot and then kind of see what he did because he, he got a lot of looks in the preseason and during training camp. But to see that Shelley was just like a scratch entirely, I was like, man, they're really putting their faith in this guy that he, he's the one for this job. And we clearly saw that wasn't the case. I mean, <laughs> granted, he was going up against one of the best slot receivers in the game in Cooper Cup, but he was just abused all night long, as was this entire secondary the Rams were averaging six at uh, Rams receivers average about 16.1 yards per reception in the, on these safeties and quarterbacks. That's ridiculous. It was rough. I mean, I, we knew that cornerback was going to be a concern, but for the most part, Jalen Johnson and Kendall Gilmore, they held their own. Yep. Like they weren't a concern, which was this. I didn't think we expected Jalen to be a concern, but Gilmore did a pretty decent job. It was more in the slot. And obviously the safeties, when you have two veterans and Eddie Jackson and Deshaun Gibson, like that's not what you want to see out of them especially that play on that on the Rams first drive when they did not touch down Van Jefferson and he ran in for the touchdown. That's the stuff that they teach you in Pee Wee, man. Like you got to know that. Tashawn <laughs> yep. Gibson actually addressed it on Tuesday when he met with the media and he was kind of saying how that's the kind of play that keeps you up at night. Like that's something he's never been a part of. And you could tell that it, it was rough, that that film session when they went in the defense to watch that, that that had to be rough all around, especially for, for the defensive back. So I mean, you don't expect this to happen every week. I know it was very jarring in the moment. You're just like, whoa, this defense is uh, is on a, on the decline. But the Rams, when you look at how easy it was for Matthew Stafford, like this could be the best offense in the league this year or one of the best. So you're not going to come up against that every game. But it was still quite jarring. And hopefully this is the kind of you know game that early on that they needed to kind of right the ship. And we'll see what Sean Desai is made of in his first his first game as defensive coordinator wasn't exactly encouraging, but we'll see how he adjusts. Yeah, you got to cover people. You know, that's 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 a major concern. I have a bonus concern for you, though, Alyssa. Uh, Jimmy Graham, he's still here for some reason. He only got 14 snaps in this game. So I, I just don't understand what's going on with Jimmy Graham and why. Like, who, who do you think would have made a bigger impact to this team? Who would you rather have, Kyle Fuller or Jimmy Graham? You know what I mean? Like, some of the decisions they made in the offseason, Jimmy Graham was one that you thought he was going to get released. Uh, but he's still here. They restructured his contract, and he's played 14 snaps. I just don't understand that one. Yeah, I mean, is that a serious question? Or would you rather? Have? <laughs> I feel like everyone should will, would and should say Kyle Fuller. And if you're not, then you're kidding yourself, or you don't understand football. Right. Uh, because when you you look at how everything is kind of developed, and you if you said he played 14 snaps yesterday, Cole Komet is the starting tight end. They have some you know some good decent depth at tight end, and Komet's your guy. But when you look at the cornerback room and what Kyle Fuller provided, I know that it costs a little a little extra money. But at the same time, cornerbacks are hard to find in this league. Reliable cornerbacks. And you see how quickly injuries can happen as well. Again, Bildor, it's early. He doesn't look terrible at this point. We'll see how it develops. But losing someone like Kyle Fuller, a leader on this defense, especially after that performance, I mean, that that's a huge loss. And you just know that Kyle Fuller is sitting there in Denver, just smiling, <laughs> knowing like, see – 
Told you so. Yeah, we're one and zero over here in Denver, right? So yeah, their their defense looks mighty fine over there in Denver. But here's uh, our friends over at the Sportsbook Wire. They're going to give us their sports betting play of the week. And then Alyssa and I are going to look at this Bears-Bengals matchup for week two and let you know where the spread's at and make a pick. We'll do that coming up next. This is the typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. Hello, I'm Esther McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast here with my colleague, as always, Jeff Clark breaking down the Sunday night football matchup for week two between the Kansas City Chiefs and the host Baltimore Ravens. Ravens plus 160, home underdogs, Chiefs minus 200. Baltimore plus three and a half on the spread. Jeff, is that interesting to you coming off their overtime loss against the Raiders? Yeah, this is a buy low spot for the Ravens. It's getting through the key number of three. Got three in the hook. Lamar was terrible last week throwing the ball, but Cleveland was able to run the ball all over Casey's defense. I think Lamar and Baltimore does the same. I think he passes a little bit better against his weak Kansas City defense, and I think Baltimore's defense improves after their stinker against the Raiders and Derek Carr. I'll take the three and a half with the Ravens. How about you? Patrick Mahomes is 3-0 against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. 34-21 win in Baltimore last week. That's good enough for me. I'm siding with the Chiefs, minus 3.5. That was your typical Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Alyssa. The early betting line on the Tipico Sportsbook app is Bears minus two and a half. So they're home against the Bengals in this game. They're favored. Uh, what do you think? I, I have a take. You want to go first or second? I could give you my take on this game first, or you could just take a stab at it. What do you think? Well, I'm curious. What do you think? Right. As I mean, because I know where I'm at, but I'm I'm curious as someone who is now invested in this in this team, like yeah, like 100%. all of us. Yeah, I'm invested. I'm fully. <laughs> so, what, in. how are you feeling, Ryan, about that? About yeah, that line? I'm taking the points. I'm taking Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just really like it's everything we've talked about, right? I'm really concerned about the Bears' ability to cover, and uh, you know, the Rams freaking torched the Bears in the middle of the field. Like you said, Jalen Johnson was fine, but you know that slot area, the middle of the field, was uh, a problem. And, you know, you got Joe Burrow, you got Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They have plenty of receivers there in Cincy. They've, they've got guys that can hurt you out of the slot, too. And I think their running game's pretty good with Joe Mixon. Um, they had a good little win against the Vikings. And, you know, Matthew Stafford just had a near-perfect quarterback rating against you. So, uh, with the defense and the injuries on the, on the O-line, the uncertainty at left tackle, the Dalton Fields thing where we're not sure what the hell we're doing, I, I just think, I don't know how you could trust the Bears at all with points that they have to cover, right? Even at home. So... I think uh, I think I do like the Bengals at two and a half, and I think they're going to be a popular money line bet too. I think on Tipico it's plus one twenty five for the Bengals money line, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to are going to take that. It just it just feels like a tough spot for the Bears to cover two and a half points. But what do you think? I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I don't feel like we're going to disagree on, yeah. on any of this. Good, good. Yeah, looking at that defense and what I mean, this isn't an offense either that's going to go out there and put up a whole bunch of points and 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 two and a half and that's that's easy money with Joe Burrow and this is Bengals offense that had a nice outing against the Vikings. Uh, so I mean, it's 
even now at home, you you can't. It's hard to imagine like the crowd not getting into it. And, um, and so, you know, when Dalton goes out there, that he's it's gonna be fun. Yes, he's, with Fields, he's gonna that get dynamic. booed. And then Fields, when he comes on for a small package of plays, is it's gonna feel like the second coming when he comes out on the field, and it's gonna just be. And then he's gonna come right on out. I mean. The offense, not the biggest concern, but I'm still concerned about that defense. I don't think the defense is going to look as bad, obviously, as it did against the Rams because that's a great offense. I mean, the Bengals have a great offense as well, but not as – I feel like the Rams are going to be a top offense in this league. Definitely, yeah. They're so better than the Bengals. Th- that's, yeah. why I took, that's why I took Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in my fantasy league. So, like, while the Bears <laughs> lost, I won. Oh, you prospered. I won because of them. My alone. God, did, so, you, did I mean, you prosper on Sunday night? <laughs> I completely did. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't know how big it was going to be. So, I mean, while the Bears lost, at least I won my fantasy game. So, I mean, not bad. <laughs> there you go. It's such a good point, though, with the fans back in the you know stands in Chicago. Like, they are totally going to be all over Dalton. Then you're going to bring in Fields. They're going to go nuts. You're going to bring Dalton back in. They're going to boo. It's going to be – that's going to be fun <laughs> to play that game. And you know they're going to boo the hell out of Dalton, unfortunately. And that was a big storyline, right? People coming out saying, I'm not going to root against Andy Dalton. Like, I'm a Bears fan. And <laughs> – you know, I just like, yeah, you could root for the Bears and also know that Justin Fields is the right guy for the job. And that's that's OK. It's not really rooting against Dalton. It's just thinking. It's just being, you know, using your brain, using your eyes. We know Justin Fields is the better quarterback. When are we going to actually put him out there and, and see what it looks like? So I just can't help myself but comment on that. The total, Alyssa, is at 44 and a half. And it's a tough number, but I'm leaning under. I think. The Bengals, they got offensive line issues themselves. I think Burrow was sacked like five times against the Vikings. And, you know, everybody wanted them to take an offensive lineman. They couldn't help themselves. They had to take Jamar Chase in that draft, right? So the Bengals got their own issues along the line. I'm not expecting a ton of points. Obviously, we're not expecting a lot of explosive plays when Andy Dalton's in there, right? So maybe a game in the high teens, low 20s, something like that. So I guess 44 and a half, tough number. I don't love it. But I'm leaning under. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to lean under, too. It's hard to imagine this Bears offense, you know, putting up more than 14. They might get to 20 points because they should have had 21 against the Rams. So, Definitely. I mean, yep. especially if they keep feeding David Montgomery and they don't get away from the run game after it got them as far as it did on Sunday night. I can see this being, like you said, a really close game. It could even be in the teens, depending on this Bengals defense, who, I mean, it's it's not the Bengals defense from last year. They made they put a lot of money into free agents and overhauling that defense. So, I mean, we'll see exactly what they're made of. But, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game at all. I think the Bears defense will, will rebound. I mean, they're not going to be perfect, uh, especially with some of the weapons that Joe Burrow has. But, yeah, I, I don't feel confident taking the over in points uh, if we're talking about the Bears unless we have a high-powered offense on the other side of the ball. And they got to show it to us first, right? We got to we you got to prove us wrong. We're gonna take the Bengals over you until you prove us wrong. You know what I mean? And like put Justin Fields in there, and then I'll, t- I'll take the over. Do you think there's any <laughs> chance that Matt Nagy's just kind of he's gonna do it? He's gonna put Fields in there, and it's it's gonna be the end of it. And he's just kind of. He kind of saw it against the Rams, and he knows, and he's just going to do it now, and he's kind of not going to tell anyone. He's going to surprise us on Sunday, and it's going to be Fields that runs out there first. Any chance of that? There's always a chance because you don't know with him. He likes to to shock everyone. Can you imagine, too, if everyone's expecting Dalton and Dalton meets with the media on Wednesday and then all of a sudden they trot Fields out there and he just decides to leave him out there? I don't see him doing that because, you know, we're talking about how he's someone who doesn't like to hurt feelings. Right. But, I mean, I, you can't rule it out 100%. And when you kind of look at the position where they are in their schedule right now, next the following week they play the Browns. So you, if we're thinking how Nagy gets nervous, that's another good defense you're going to be facing Am I going to put Fields out there? I think week four probably looks like the best bet at this point. 
Uh, and I think Jay Glazer on one of his uh, live Q and A's with fans, someone asked, can we expect to see Fields in before week four? And he said, the plan is not to have him out there. Again, plans change. We could see it could be injury. It could be performance. But, I mean, I probably wouldn't expect to see Fields as a starter or in a significant role on Sunday. But, I mean, you never know. All right. Well, on Alyssa's uh, Andy Dalton leash watch, it went, it went down from a uh, five to a four. So there was some minor shrinkage there. I think the end zone interception was uh, was the key play that dropped it to a four. Uh, and so we'll have to see where it's at after this game against the Bengals. Uh, should be a good one. Hopefully the Bears surprise us a little bit. We'll see what Matt Nagy has up his sleeve, right? So, uh, but hey, for Alyssa Barbieri, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. Have fun this week. Alyssa, do you want to say bye to the listeners? Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and listen to all of our new episodes. And hopefully maybe the Bears can sneak one out against the Bengals. Bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.